Hello there. My name is Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode 72 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty Zen co-pilot right now. What's what's with the, the oh, swaying, Charlie? Oh, hold on. Uh, I didn't I didn't see you there. This is just normally what I do. Uh oh, well, no, how is everybody? Good evening. Happy Monday. Uh it's time for some Ahsokarage. Ahsoka ringing? Ahsoka Rage? Uh, I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, so, yeah. let's go with that. And uh, we are joined once again, uh, coming to the rescue, Mr. Peter Stein. How you doing? Welcome back. Hey, doing all right. Excellent. Excellent. Glad to have you back. This is uh, yeah. a rare occurrence where we get a, a back-to-back guest. So it's uh, it's it's quite nice to have you. And of, of course, you, you came uh, pr- quite prepared. Peter is very good at that. Peter, of course, is my regular co-host on Code 47, our Star Trek podcast right here on this network. He always comes in costume, but it's funny. The last time we recorded, and we're doing this again this Sunday, we recorded a Patreon segment about Battlestar Galactica, the new series, which, Mark, finally, I've got to get you to watch. Because, again, it's Canadian royalty. It's in BC. It's all can, pretty much all Canadian actors, a lot of Canadian actors. But I, I was in costume, and he was not. And I was like, oh, I feel really awkward now. <laughs> One of the few things I don't have a uniform for. I, do I have I have two outfits from that I have the regular outfit and then I have the 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 BDUs which is the greens which is I'm starting a little I have like a little cosplay uh, coat rack here in my studio now so that I can just grab something to throw it on so a Star Trek a Star Wars so um, easy to record tonight I am wearing let's show you this would be the of course the uh, dragon snakes are uh, mythological X-wing squadron and I never go anywhere without. My true blue rebel, rebel yes. to the core, absolutely. And I'm going with my insensitive Alderaan exploding <laughs> weather network T-shirt uh, because I didn't even plan that. I just literally threw it I on this it. morning uh, or this afternoon uh, after a little family hike, and, and literally didn't even know what shirt I was grabbing, and just grabbed something clean off the rack and happened Look at to that. work. So it's magic. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so before we get into the show, we do have a few changes. To our Patreon uh, tiers. Charlie, do you want to run through these? I would love to. So uh, first and foremost, much gratitude, love, and appreciation for the folks do, that do support us financially, not just emotionally, which is everybody who's listening. Uh, over on our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unites and try us free for seven days. Uh, listen to our fun content. I do a great show. Peter is a, uh, a new collaborator on my The Facts of Geek Life, where we take a classic season of a classic series and break it down and have a good time. Mark, you had a great recent podcast where it was you and your son for like seven minutes and you're like where is this going i don't care i don't care where it's going it was fantastic he enjoyed it and he really got a kick out of hearing it back i started like i played it on the home pod speakers through the house and he like yeah at first he was just Whoa. kind of vibing to that little intro music and then it was like wait a second like, right this is this is a talk. Like I recognize those voices, and he listened to the whole thing. He, he really got a, oh a kick that out of it. I think we're we're gonna try an episode two 
this week and uh, and kind of keep I'm, it as a like running thing as long as he's interested. I'm um, totally down for it. And trust me, at that age, you can't guarantee that they're down for anything consistently. But regardless, we have lots of fun content. We'd love to have you check us out. Um, but we did revise our tiers a little bit. We figured we'd streamline things. And everybody out there, it's funny, I liken this to the Simpsons bit when Homer Simpsons get uh, finds a robo-dialer in the garbage and he programs it to robo-dial numbers in Springfield with the happy dude message. Send a dollar to Happy Dude, Happy Dude, Forty Two Evergreen Terrace, uh, Springfield, and the famous is Mr. Burns sitting there holding a dollar. Said, "No, I'd be happier with the dollar," and he tucks it back in his pocket. But you won't be. You want to send that dollar to Secret Friends Unite on a monthly basis because you love us so much. That's our starting tier. We do have a two and a five dollar tier uh, that have additional benefits. Most importantly, uh, our audio access, and then the five dollar tier does give you uh, a little special shout out in your own extra special ability uh, and uh, personage granted to you on our various podcasts. So friends who are with us right now and who have been us for uh, with us from the hall, on our Friends with Benefits Lever, we have Mr. Corey in HD, John Sadorf, the, the Fantastic Phoenix Sisters cosplay, uh, Banger Banger McBanger, third banger, son of banger of the House of Bangers. Now I covered this on SFU. That is Brendan Myers. So <laughs> that's the one banger you get next time you're just Brendan Meyer. Uh, BFF level is, is the Steady Eddies. We have the Nias family, Sean, Stella and Henry, and Annie Milliken. We are very grateful for your patronage. Again, visit patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. Try out our content. We have a hell of a lot of fun and we'd like to share it with you. So thank you very much, everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do have to say, I I really wish I could have somehow filmed the segment with, with my son and I, uh, just because of how ridiculous it was. Like he was literally climbing across the table. Like I, at one point, had my microphone in my hand, was pushing my computer back so he didn't just knock everything off the table. You're, you're, he climbed from this side of me to over here and you just, were like a, a man on the scene like you were filming a hurricane you know you were like here's more hurricane more. finn now hitting cape Breton island i need because I, I did it with this mic and and just kind of set like you know the instead of just <laughs> directional it was omnidirectional uh, oh my god that's awesome so but I, I need like a more portable like an actual you know a, a microphone, microphone mic. i think because it was just like how yeah. do i how do i wrangle a tornado and put you a, a microphone in front of it. You do not. Um, Bill, Bill, Bill Paxton proved stuff. that to us with the twister. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So um, I'll continue. We are, of course, on YouTube. Please subscribe to us, Secret Friends Unite. You can see this fun craziness. You get the benefit of seeing what's going on behind me. Uh, Peter and his uh, magnificent, he always gives us a great background and his costumes. And Mark doing whatever in his kitchen, which we always appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I got a back there. Accounts for something. I, I did. Uh, I, 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 I can't make it up, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. Uh, yeah, right. There's a, a screen effect now, so everything's like blurry in the background. I'm not yeah. used to that. So uh, I, I guess you can just look at me. I don't know. The, the, yeah, there could be the Canadian Sasquatch uh, walking through or some kind of fish creature that came out of the sea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a lightsaber for you. I, I oh, there you go. Thing. All right. I've, I've All modified right. this one now. I've added a little leather strip and uh, some, some weathered paint. Um, so there, there we go. That's That's, cool. I love it. This is for the video. Exactly why we, we got to get you out uh, to Michigan for some cosplay photography. But anyway, moving forward, we do have a news story. And Mark, I know that you really wanted to talk about this. 
I thought this was the weirdest thing ever. Uh, we can just quickly touch on this, but uh, Guillermo del Toro confirmed that he was working on a now scrapped Star Wars movie about... Because, okay, before I say what this was about, for anyone listening that doesn't know, I'm going to keep you on the hook for a second. First off, this comes from The Hollywood Reporter. It is legit. Uh, mm-hmm. I am a big fan of Guillermo del Toro. I like most, if not all, of his stuff. I think he's a weird, quirky actor. Um, I think he's done some really fantastic stuff. His monster work is always uh, amazing. He is imaginative and creative. Uh, with that being said, he was working on a now scrapped Star Wars movie about Jabba the Hutt. His oh my god! Oh ho ho! Utaka tuka solo. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, let's let's just we, put it so into perspective. Know... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, Book of Boba Fett. Take it down a couple pegs. Take it down a couple more yeah. pegs, get a shovel, dig a hole, <laughs> dig a little deeper, and uh, now you have you the might level find quality Maul I after, you might find Maul's lower half. Yeah. Yeah. Le- you ju- it's because it, it, everything was half off at the mall. I guess. <laughs> so oh, boy. This- okay. Yeah. Mark, Mark, back to you. <laughs> I. <sighs> I don't even know what to where to go with this. So th- th- there's some quotes. Uh, quote: We designed a great world. We designed great stuff. We learned," uh, said Del Toro about the project. Um, he was working with screenwriter David S. Goyer on this one. Um, this sounded Delta guy, yeah, fairly legit. They they've both worked on some amazing stuff. Stuff. Um, there was a lot of, again, quote, uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on at Lucasfilm at the time. This one's from uh, from Goyer himself. Uh, but it's a cool script, he said. Um, mm. I I just... Uh, his, there... his quote 100% reminds me of, we lived, we laughed, we loved, we hurled. <laughs> like a Wayne's World kind of thing. Uh, right. I, you know, so okay, so you mentioned Boba Fett. Could this have been like a seedy underworld of like maybe Jabba's just you know this crime boss, and it's all of the bounty hunters and people that he works with? You know, this would be probably, I'm guessing, set pre New Hope. So like a tales, or, tales of Jabba's at least palace, pre, like that you know, pre Jedi, yeah. but it, it could be any. You know, I'm I'm, I'm guessing. <sighs> somewhere around there but it's the godfather but star wars yeah. i guess you know mm-hmm. and i hate I, I i hate to echo anything that that our shared cosplay husband todd oxer would say but it's just it's just so granular you know what i mean uh, we had you know we had boba obviously in his first and last chronological appearance in return of the jedi then we jumped backwards you know to his added on appearance that happened in a new hope in the special editions. Then they dialed him back to a cameo in, uh, episode one. And then, you know, he was featured, you know, from, from bit by bit in the clone wars. Am I missing anything? Do we see him in rebels? Yeah, I don't no, it's, it's, Yeah, that's it. So it's like, I just, I mean, you he know, was, he was mentioned in rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a cameo right. in, um, yeah. Not in, not fallen order. It's the next one. Oh, the sequel to Fallen Order? Is yeah. it? 
Yeah, he has a cameo. I mean, I feel like where we and we touched upon this obviously when the show was on and and Oxford said it and again I hate to I hate to agree with Todd you know the the iconoclast of our our grouping here but not every character is meant to be a star you know mm-hmm. what I mean was Boba Fett meant to be a star and have his own show I don't personally think so were there moments in that show that I enjoyed sure but there were usually not moments with him you know what I mean so could a movie with Jabba the Jabba the Hutt be enjoyable Potentially, but I feel like I would be looking outside of Jabba and being like, oh, look at that great thing that that Nine Num did or Three Yees or not Nine Num, sorry. One of the other, you know, flunkies in the palace. Look what, what look what Bib Fortune is up to doing his side hustle. You know, it's just it's just it's too it's it, it, it to me it's it's just crazy in the weeds. I don't know. I just don't think that it would have flown. And but for the fact that I feel like these days there are more canceled Star Trek pro- or Star Wars projects than there are Star Wars projects that have been made because it was so and so was going to have a film. This guy Patty Jenkins is going to have her X wing film, and so and so was going to do this thing or that thing. You know, it's just it's it's it, Star Wars is cancel culture. That's what Star Wars is. <laughs> What else can we cancel in Star Wars? Oh, I just don't know. And right now, I don't know. Uh, in r- jog my memory, is there a Star Wars film of some uh, the Filoni movie, the the one that is supposed to draw the movie, the Ray movie? Yeah, it, are, are really uh, supposed to dra- draw everything together are being discussed. But of course, we're you know we're at the end. Uh, the writer strike is now over. Thank God, the sag after strike is entering its its second week of serious negotiations, uh, mm-hmm. not uh, aggressive negotiations. So no lightsabers. Um, but you know, once that's over, then more things come into focus. But let's face it, before the writer strike, they still couldn't settle on a project they really wanted or give us anything concrete. So. It just feels like Star Wars is very TV these days, and a lot of people don't yeah. like it. A lot of people do love it, but it, it's just what is. But anyway, wax Peter, and philosophical as I do. What uh, what were your thoughts on this? You you just learned about this as I shared the link, right? So what like initial yeah. thoughts, reading and hearing what we're saying? Uh, what what do you how are you feeling? I mean, facetiously, if they made a movie about Jabba the Hutt, as in the humanoid with black hair, that would be fun. Uh, oh, but... the the, uh, the the stand-in from uh, for the back footage of episode four. No, you know. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> Ezra <I>. Bridger. <laughs> yes. Now I got it. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I had to do that because that was. Well, that's that, I. I made time. the same. I tried to make the same. Like, well, he kind of appeared in Rebels. Um, yeah. Right. That's yeah. That was, yeah, yeah um, right. yeah. But other than that, movie, like, yeah. I could see how a gangster movie could work if they right. did it right. Like I said, Godfather and Star Wars, but because Jabba has enough of that, like the what little we've seen of him interacting with people, you could make it work. Right. But I'm not sure what kind of story you would want or be able to tell, depending on what time period you pick. Because right. it's because like with the Godfather, it's like you can just kind of do whatever you want because you know you got it, it's kind of loose. But we know there's a you know an empire that's cracking down on all that sort of stuff. So how do you how would you tell that same kind of story with that going mm-hmm. on? And when someone's like we're doing we're doing all this really cool world building, it's like I mean, most of the world building's been done already. For yeah, yeah. It's, world. Yeah. Like, what are you dude. talking about? Whenever I hear someone say stuff like that, it's always. I'm unapologetically a canonista, so there's moments Same. where I hear that, and I'm just like, uh, does that mean like you're just kind of building out what we would see, or are you 
changing things like yeah i don't know and i guess you know there's there's one concept that i think i i said for the, the for ray's movies of like you know if palpatine is actually finally defeated is there a vacuum what happens how does you know what's yeah. worse what was palpatine protecting us from keeping us the empire safe right like the, the empire right. wanted if we're going to go with that idea it's not clear that they want to. i mean that's no, what Don keeps pushing for but mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh so so that's you know like i wonder if that would be the same thing here you know, as yeah. the empire takes over, is that when the criminal underbelly kind of comes over and takes over these little sects? And like, is yeah. that is that showing? Yeah, it could also be like if you were able to, between. like if you were to use this to establish like how widespread Jabba's power is. Then, right. if that had happened, then it would have made. And I know Charlie's not going to necessarily like this, but it, it would have made Book of Boba Fett a little bit larger potatoes than it was. Right. Right, really but well. but it, but it just didn't. Well, it know? didn't happen. Oh, yeah. But I'm just yeah, saying yeah, it would have yeah. helped to <laughs> right. make the like if yeah. we had Jabba the Hutt's thing that made it more obvious that his empire right. was a lot larger, a lot more involved, had a lot more stuff going on. Then mm-hmm. Boba Fett trying to take it over would be a bigger deal. Right, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my my yeah, my. Yeah, that, that may have. Uh, because that, that was the thing with the Book of Boba Fett. And I think we talked about this like while it was going on, while we were talking about it back then was like, it kind of feels like, you know, the the dog chasing a car kind of thing. It was like, he doesn't really know why he's chasing the car. He just sees it. He chases it. And now that he's caught the car, he's like, I don't think this is for me. And that's basically how the Book of Boba Fett <laughs> ended. But like, yeah, yeah that, that could have been of like, he's, he, you know, Boba sees this thing and it, it could... Even if they release this now, I mean, now it's canceled, but like if they release this now, could it do that Clone Wars thing of like yeah, going retroactive justification like, in a way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you do watch them in chronological order, you're like, oh, yeah, that Jabba movie really set the tone for this Boba thing. And now Book of Boba Fett is awesome. Right. Um, you know, I wonder yeah. if we could have had that same effect or if that's what they were going for or if it was just Guillermo del Toro being the weirdest person he can possibly be and being I, like I don't know let's make a movie with the giant space slug gangster that doesn't think, speak English I think uh, the, the, I cool. think the third option really pulls up yeah the not speaking English part really reminds me of that that 15 minute block in the Star Wars holiday special where it's just Wookiee speak with no captions okay uh, is it time for commercial yet yeah, when I first I saw it, I saw it on like uh, Put Locker or something. So I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was just missing subtitles. So I was <laughs> I just sitting there completely lost the first yeah. time. And then I got clarification that it didn't have subtitles. I was like, okay, this is the stupidest thing ever. Oh, my God. Oh, I love my bootleg of the holiday special because it. I got it at uh, Wizard World Chicago in 2010 or 2011. And it was recorded off of a station in Metro Baltimore uh, there on Thanksgiving of 1978. So all the original commercials, one of which is a great commercial for General Motors about some guy who works on the line in my hometown of Detroit. Like, hey, man, coming in is a black dude. And he dresses at the end. He changes in his locker. He's wearing all his soul brother gear. It was just it was it was pretty sweet. Really made me feel at home. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, mine was. It's like a digital copy that a guy I used to work with gave me. Oh, my gosh. Here. Have you ever seen this? It's terrible. I can't I cannot make my wife watch it. It's not allowed. Oh, it's <laughs> I had. When I was in college, someone pulled it back out. They cut out the uh, grandpa's special scene because they didn't <laughs> want to see it. 
but they were like, Hey, do you want to watch this again? I was like, no, I've, I've already watched it. I don't need to sit through that. It was a moment in time that has passed. Well, the the problem with that was like being the no nerd on the floor. It was like, I don't want to be like heckled the entire time of how bad this is. (laughs) Look what, look what you did. Oh my goodness. Well, shall we, shall we dig in? Shall we get a shovel and, and dig our way out uh, and back in again? uh, To Ahsoka. Ahsoka. We're going to be talking about episodes three and four uh it's a fairly reasonable conclusion that you've watched it by now the show actually now being over but if you have not take a moment jump over to disney plus watch episodes three and four and please do come back okay episode three is part three time for me to fly anybody peter's not going to know that one he doesn't do the he doesn't do the 80s rock nope I, mean, I do Speedwagon. some 80s rock, I just apparently not yes. that one. Ariel <laughs> Speedwagon from Chicago. There you go. Anyway, directed by Steph Green, writer is Dave Filoni, big surprise, uh, from August of this year. Ren restarts her training under Ahsoka and Hu Yang's guidance as she struggles with her inability to use the Force, with Hu Yang takes every opportunity to tell her that she sucks, which I just thought was, that was pretty stone cold, but whatever. Uh, Sindula meets with... Chancellor Mon Mothma uh, and a group of influential senators in order to gain permission to send Republic forces to Setos. I love the the Setos. It sounds like a good place to just take a load off. Setos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Despite Mon Mothma's support, the senators refuse to believe that Thrawn and Bridger are alive and deny Syndulla's request. Does anybody else feel like the Senate is just absolutely worthless? They can't do jack shit and in the end of it they get blown up they, they get blown up by kylo ren kind of seems like they deserved it all right i know that i'm editorializing at this point so i'm just going to keep going uh ahsoka ren and hu yang travel to Sidos themselves where they discover the eye of scion uh but are intercepted by a squadron of fighters led by hati and uh excuse me that would be a jedi billy eilish uh and merrick as Elsbeth uses cannons on the Eye of Sion and fire on them, just as Yuang finishes scanning the Eye of Sion, the Soka shuttle takes a direct hit, forcing the group to make an emergency landing on the planet, passing through a pod of Pergil, Freddy foreshadowing, uh, along the way to evade the remaining enemy fighters. After taking refuge in a forest, Hu Yang gives his full analysis on the Eye of Sion, which he classifies as a hyperspace ring designed to travel to another galaxy, of course. However, Jedi Billy Eilish soon becomes aware of their attempt to hide, prompting Skull to dispatch his forces into the woods to hunt them down. Dun, Ooh. dun. Uh, All right. On with part four, or do we break down part three? I can't remember what our format was. Uh, let's let's do them together. I feel like these two episodes pretty much flow it's together a, it's as a pair. It's so a good job. Let's break them both down together. All right. Part four is Fallen Jedi. Peter Ramsey directed Dave Filoni uh, from Labor Day Weekend. Uh, Ahsoka and Ren are attacked by Skull's forces, but are able to dispatch them. Duh. Uh, feature, uh, fearing that Elsbeth and Skull, I love Skull just because I think of a dude who's from Toronto. Spitting, you know, spitting his, his chewing tobacco. Uh, Skull and Hattie are uh, uh, north from Norse mythology. Uh, to, oh, very to good. So you can, hey, you can look up yeah. the, the history and, and meaning behind those. 
that looks a lot better. Uh, they acquired the coordinates to Thrawn's location. Uh, or they will, uh, oh, fearing that they will uh, acquire the coordinates, they head uh, to the base, but are intercepted by Billy Eilish and Merrick. Ahsoka kills Merrick and he disappears in a cloud of farts, as Todd was fond of saying. Uh, And uh, continues on alone while Ren stays behind to hold off Billy Eilish, who realizes Ren cannot yield the force. Whoops. Ahsoka reaches Skull and the two engage in a wicked ass duel. I loved it. Uh, Ahsoka retrieves the map, but tosses it aside after it burns her hand. Ouch! Skull sends Ahsoka plummeting into the ocean. Ren holds the map at gunpoint, but Skull manipulates her into handing it over, because that's what the Sith do, Mm, or Sith-ish. Yeah, Sith adjacent. By promising to take her to Bridger. After Thrawn's location is revealed, Skull destroys the map to ensure they are not followed, and he and Billie Eilish depart with Ren as their prisoner. A squadron of New Republic fighters led by Syndulla arrives at Cedos and tries, but fails, to stop the Eye of Scion from jumping into hyperspace. Meanwhile, Ahsoka awakens in the world between worlds, where she is met by her former master... Ed Sullivan. I'm just kidding. Her former master is Anakin Skywalker uh, in about the most convincing CGI that I've seen ever of yeah. D.A., in my opinion, after watching, you know, 20 minutes of Harrison Ford trying to trying to imagine that, you know, 2023 Harrison Ford is 1992 Harrison Ford. Uh, this this took 20 years off Hayden Christensen's face and, and, I, and made me believe it. I was impressed. And even in the five or ten seconds that we saw him and obviously you know that's where the story is going to go from there but oh wow two episodes filled with a lot of action-packed craziness absolutely absolutely so um i guess uh, first off um what did you think of these as a pair uh as you know the 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 first two episodes kind of established some things do you think these episodes picked up enough of the pace do you think we got it moving along at a fast enough pace how are you feeling by the time we hit these episodes of how quickly the show is moving because realistically if we got a movie three episodes is probably about what the movie length would be four would be pushing it to the length of a pretty long movie especially if some of these were a little bit shorter right so you have to think if this was an ahsoka movie it'd pretty much be wrapped up by now yeah. You think it was moving at a fast enough pace that it justified being a show? Or do you, did you feel at this point that we were getting a little bit of filler? Um, Peter? Um, I don't know that we were necessarily getting filler in the sense that it was just there to be there. Mm. Um, or to just stretch runtime. But I, episode three, at least for me, uh, felt like it sagged a bit. Yeah. Um, when you put them together, they work, but but having that, having that week in between, you're just sitting there like, okay, that's got to get to the next bit. They're sitting in the woods. It's like, oh, they're sitting in the woods. Okay. I mean, that was, I I mean, I was, I was okay with how it worked, but making that whole bit into a full episode was a little long, at least for me. Um, just cause it was like, and we're getting to the planet and we got to the planet. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Well, um, they had a they had a space battle, which they probably could. Yeah. Have. I mean, you had the kind you of, had the, yeah. the clip wing Spitfires come after him. So yeah. Was which was it was it was it was cool and it was fine. But if you cut that out, 
I don't necessarily feel like you would have missed anything. They could have shown up at the planet and maybe the eye of science shoots some lasers at him and they got to, you know, duck through the, you know, duck through the uh, minefield or whatever, you know, through the asteroids, kind of like a la episode two, and then land, you know, and then get damaged and land on the planet. So you could have cut all of that out. Um, so you probably could have, you know, of this segment, which was, you know, two. 40 minute segments or whatever you probably could have lost 10 15 minutes probably probably could have lost a, a sequence or two um because yeah. i i feel like the the space stuff even though the show is star wars or the the franchise is star wars kind of wasn't really critical the way that some of the other pieces were potentially yeah so i mean episode three was just kind of the not not the best part episode four though picked it up a notch and that got okay. me and and not I'm not going to say it was just the final shot. The final shot definitely helped, but I really, really enjoyed a lot of elements in episode four. So for me, that really picked stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great, uh, great exchanges. You know, my my favorite scenes for sure were um, your, your, you know, your your dual battle scene that happened in the forest, um, and then uh, yeah, Balin versus Ahsoka was fantastic. Kicking and throwing and chopping shit, and it was just. It was just it was Western brutal. versus Eastern. Eastern sword play. Yeah, I was just gonna say we basically got a new lightsaber form. Like this yeah. is not school's a... lightsaber form was really cool. It was yeah. it was more yeah. broadsword based, which was really yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was not a samurai based kind of you know this is not a form we're used to seeing. We're this is like you said broadsword for a giant guy. Like this yeah. is and and I just imagine just... this is like developed for Wookie Jedi or something. Like this was like a big dude swinging a yeah. lightsaber yeah. but knowing how to use that yeah. and use his own size momentum and surprising speed yeah. to his advantage yeah the hey. interesting go ahead no i would say his form and his dress i noticed both with with him and with you know the with billy eilish his padawan uh how very game of thrones they are it just really feels like they are wearing very traditional you know uh, medieval armor to my eyeballs. Nice, um, yeah. yeah, and I, it, yeah, real knights. But yeah, to, to, to me, sh- there is also just a little bit in the costuming because I love getting into the nit yeah. details. But some yeah. of the costuming, the texturing was actually similar to Kylo Ren's outfit mm-hmm. in yeah. Seven. Um, yeah. So, th- so I'm, I have suspicions of where that's going. Um, I don't think we'll see much of it for a while, but. Um, it was it was an interesting thing of note of, mm. of, of that bit. Um, yeah, it was also interesting for the the lightsaber style that Skull had. There were definitely parts of it where he moved like Vader mm-hmm. um, in yeah. terms of like the, the powerful step and the movement. Um, so it's yeah. not the same form that Vader used, but it was there's definitely some reminiscence there, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Every once in a while, they'll throw that in like the, that first episode, like the hallway scene, his introduction, yeah. it was pure Vader just tearing down a hallway kind of thing. Right. Like it showed that intimidation size factor and just the the power and the drive of like, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not stuck somewhere with you. You're stuck somewhere with me. You know, like yeah, I'm right. not, that's that's it. You're not stuck in a room with. He's not stuck ever stuck in it. It doesn't matter how many people are in there. It's not, he's not stuck yeah. in a room with a hundred soldiers. A hundred soldiers are stuck in there with him. Like, <laughs> they're dying. That was, that, yeah, that was, uh, I, the, 
the Vader down comic that Marvel did a few years ago where the, yeah, the rebels all had him to draw and he said, no, I'm not, I, I see, I, I, yeah, I see that you're surrounded by me. And then he killed uh, everyone. Surrounded by fear and dead men. Yeah. Like, fear and dead men. And he, and he, yeah. He took care of business. Uh, um, so yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. He, he is mm-hmm. uh, just, just that threatening, imposing figure, uh, this whole thing, but the straight across the board, episode four, the fight scenes I thought were fantastic. Even Hu Yang getting into a little scuffle was just like, okay, this right. what twenty five thousand Ro- year old robot punching in, take in, care of himself, in his little know? extra arms, blue, 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 yeah. which we see. We, I, I don't know if this was the first time we saw them, but we do see them later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love his. Um, I love his back arms, his back knee. <laughs> He's like beep pop poop. Yeah, robot fighting is pretty sweet. It was. Uh, I started uh, singing. They everybody was kung fu fight robot fighting. Or like rock'em sock'em or real steel or whatever it is you want to throw in there. It was pretty sweet. I love yeah. to see that. Love it. Uh, did you guys? Okay, I. Maroc. <laughs> we had some <laughs> Peter. You, you got that evil little laugh. You know where I'm going with this. Did you guys have some crazy, or did you guys got caught up in crazy theories? Because no. I went full on like this is Vader's secret apprentice. He's the only Inquisitor to survive this long. He survived. Are you telling me an Inquisitor survived until after Return of the Jedi? Holy, that F- wasn't the theory. F- I was. I mean, I'm, I'm so, I'm so washed out on fan theories now that I just, Mm -hmm. I won't say it goes over my head. I see the same headlines. I read, I'm reading screen rant and start, you know, and, and, you know, the, the different Jedi news, the star Wars news, you know.net. Um, I, I just ignore it. Cause never it's, it's never, I mean, when was the last one of those that came by that was like, Oh my God, they were right. I mean, am I am I drawn to blank? Was there hasn't one, been one? since the Force.net in the early days during the yeah. prequels? <laughs> yeah, that they actually came out with, and it's really blah blah blah. Yeah, it's it's just just it's all bunk. So I'm just like, you know, he's probably just some dude. And as it turns out, he was a, he was a farshin. What is it? that Todd kept saying he was a he was a bag of farts. <laughs> he was an undead creature. Yeah, which foreshadowing uh, later. Yeah, which we're that's not exactly what it was. Which yeah. once I saw that happen, I was like, oh, I thought, yeah, I, yeah okay. Yeah, exactly. And we've correct. seen that with Inquisitors before. The one that Ahsoka struck down in even Tales of the Jedi was uh, seemed to be a gaseous being, if not the exact same thing was was something similar like that. That mask and stuff just deflated. Um, Sith, Sith fart bag. There you go. We've, um, we saw a similar kind of mist come out of uh, Savage Oppressed yep. when he died, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that was oh, the connection yeah. that I was making was Nightsister Magic. Yeah. Um, Oh, 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 it's magic. So So we, uh, you know, the the outlandish theory that I heard that I thought was funny. I didn't really hold, put a lot of weight to it, but because of Filoni's predilection of putting all of his favorite characters back together, (laughs) the theory, you might know where I'm going with this one. The theory that I saw was that this was a reanimated Kanan. Oh Uh, man. Okay. That someone wow. that was going to be pulled out and just get, like thrown was, in Sabine and and Ezra's face, but then I he get. got killed. It was like, well, then he it was, can't, obviously can't be. He was uh, such a he was such a crispy critter. The way that Kanan died, I I, I I didn't even occur to me. I mean, we all thought Maul was dead. So. Yeah, well, yeah, that and that was uh, that was a stretch right there. Let's face it; he was chopped in half. There was right. very, little reason, to, very little reason. Very little reason to think. Vader. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. It so, but it was, that was the that was the outlandish theory that I heard. That yes. I thought was I, an, it was an interesting idea. Yeah, I I love him for the interesting ideas for the and like you said, Filoni is one of those people that like loves to bring back characters, loves to take things. He's been quoted as saying, you know, something along the lines of like, if it already exists, I want to see if we can bring it into canon in some way to make the fans happy to do this, to do that. So like when I see those kind of things of like, yeah, he's finally bringing this back or he's finally bringing that into canon or whatever, it's like. It's crazy, but I believe if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. Oh and my he god! Sees you you better watch out. You're 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 putting a curse out there that we're going to see that special Wookiee scene from the holiday special. Oh, here's here's Grandpa. Here's Grandpa having special feelings about the Diane Carroll hologram. No. Listen, if after this series, if if anyone's going to pull it off and make it fun, it's going to be Filoni. I don't know. I got right. tr- I, I got faith in the man at this point now. You, you got uh, him. You got him in your Star Wars bingo card. Filoni, yeah, all he, special. <laughs> he's, he's got my trust uh, at this oh point. Oh my god! Oh um, my god! <laughs> we we kind of mentioned it, Charlie. You said it was it was uh, it was you know pretty savage of of Hu Yang back in Episode Three to to literally just straight up say like i've been training you jedi for 25,000 years yeah. you suck you're the worst jedi i've ever seen um well, in episode 2 he uh, said something about her having the worst force potential of any i think i even was watching two, it yeah, and it was, like she was getting like when she was practicing her forms early in episode 3 i april and i watched this evening and i said boy, i said i said who are going to be like boy you are really bad at this holy yeah. shit <laughs> you know Oh, so, I mean, yeah. Do you guys think it's do 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 you think that's like the Filoni's and their way of saying, you know, like you know, we, we know that fans can kind of nitpick things. Uh, don't worry about it. You know, we 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 got this. Or do you think it's kind of a way to bring even stuff from the sequels in with like Broom Kid of like anyone can be special anyone can use the force it's just a thing it's if it's in all living things you can eventually train up is that like what what do you guys think yeah. the point of like specifically a few times calling her out for that and of course we kind of benefit from seeing where this series has ended yeah but even true. at this point i had those kind of thoughts of like she's gonna do something or they're just straight up desperate like if can you swing a lightsaber cool into battle you yeah right it's like hey can can you fog a mirror you're working here do you have a pulse you have a job work a register at starbucks please (laughs) do do you or do you think it was just hu yang being a twenty five thousand year old sassy droid that he's a he's a crank just another and he just um, doesn't have to care he's like he's like data from star trek but he's kind of a dick you know i mean kind of right what so did you think he, he that was just him? They they were just writing him just to be a bit of a dick. Yeah, uh, equal portions, equal okay. portions. Right. Peter, yeah. any, any reasoning behind it at this point? Did you you know um, when I saw it the again? first time without you without using meta knowledge? Um, right. My thought was that they were um, trying to show that Sabine was trying to be something that she was was not simply mm. because she missed Ezra. And uh. that's where I thought that that was going was like, she missed Ezra so much that she wanted to follow in his footsteps. Cause the last thing that yeah. they did together was training 
with right. uh, Dark Saber amongst other things. Right. And so I was like, well, she could honor his memory, maybe work with Ahsoka to find him. And so she chose to do that. She's just not good at it. Um, that's where I thought that they were going to try to show like, hey, this isn't your thing, but you are, you know, you're a Mandalorian, you're a badass in your own right, and you can accept who you are and then move on. That's what I thought they were going to go with, with some of the other bits and pieces, especially in a couple later episodes that it seemed to be some of the themes that were going through. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I thought that was going at the time. I like it. I like that. That's um, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and I, I mean, it kind of like, it was kind of accepting you know, Like it kind of landed on that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it didn't fully take that. that. It didn't take it the full way, but it did use yeah, that yeah. bit. Yeah. You you were definitely at least in the right kind of field. Yeah, I, think. I was in the ballpark. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't a home run, but I was in the ballpark. Definitely, yeah, yeah, we're inside the park home run. I'll give you that or something. You know, something close. Um, any other like scenes or or bits from these episodes that really stood out to you guys? Uh, because think... we're we're gonna get to that last line very yeah. shortly. Yeah. So yeah. Anything else? That- the th- one up. of the things that really stuck out to me that I really appreciated was the scene between Skull and Sabine. Yes. Um, partially because it wasn't exactly a fight. They were talking. There was manipulation. But they mm-hmm. also, this was something that I thought was something that needs to happen more often. And Filoni's willing to do it, but a lot of people aren't, is to let your characters fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Ahsoka failed. I mean, that was that was its own thing. But Sabine made that choice. Yeah. Um, she yeah. made that call. Yeah. It was a bad call in the moment. Was it in the right. long run? We shall see. But, right. True. Um, but in that moment, she gave in to the manip- manipulation that Skull was doing. Right. Um, and I really liked how they allowed that whole moment to fulfill that narrative movement where your characters have their downward uh fall and have a fail so they can have that uh, rising motion later. Um, so mm-hmm. it's something that has to happen. And a lot of writers and directors aren't willing to allow their characters to do that because we can't show weakness in the characters, but this makes our characters much, much more relatable. And for a Sabine, especially it shows how much pain she's in, in like a more of a visceral way than her just like saying, yeah, my life sucks. It's, She's willing to give in to the dark side like Ahsoka was worried mm-hmm. yeah. because she's like, well, you just freaking killed my master. Right. I've got no other options. This is it. Screw yeah. everything. I'm doing it. Um, yeah. And so there's just I really appreciated how they did that and showed like the attachment, but also just the desperation and just. Yeah. It was, I really, really liked that, that whole bit there. And I thought that perfectly, again, going back to this makes something else better. Her refusal to train Grogu a little while ago makes even more sense because she saw, again, you know, she had this experience with, with Sabine before she met Grogu. Uh, she saw that potential of the dark sides. She saw, you know, I can't just train anyone. This is tough. Uh, there, there are yeah, no cool. Jedi left. Uh, I got to be really, really choosy. And if I see even a spark of that, I could be right. And she was 
right on. She nailed it. Like as soon as the shit hit the fan, Sabine was like, cool, give me some more shit. I don't know. Let's, let's lean into this. <laughs> All right. Like just, I'm going to start throwing too. Let's go. Um, so like, it totally makes sense that Ahsoka was just like, I'm not training anyone. Mm-mm, no, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I quit. I'm, I'm hanging, hanging up my Jedi shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought like even painted that stuff in a better light while also, like you said, just characterizing yeah, or, or humanizing Sabine of like, everything sucks. There's yeah. no right answer here. You wow. chose the wrong answer, but there's still no right answer. She like, is your friends gone completely. These guys are seemingly your last hope. Wow. But she's, like, there's, she there's is no, totally star Wars is gen X. I love it. Rosario Dawson. Cause she's, yeah. you know, she's closer to my age. I love it. You know, in the words of my generation, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the final bit, Hey snips. I think we knew it was coming. I feel like uh, headlines and buzz and, you know, kind of tails wagging and, and other social media had told us that, uh, that the great H was coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was great. I was, I was smiling. Damn, I was smiling. I was very excited. And, you know, what a great stinger for, you know, what a great, a great hook for a show you know, that doesn't need to hook you because you're going to come back and, and see it anyway. But I know I know our entire next episode, we're going to get very granular and break down this episode five because there's so much stuff going on in it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was very satisfying, very satisfying to someone who watched Clone Wars very carefully. You know, I was I was there in the beginning, back in the summer of 08 when their ridiculous theatrical movie came out and we spoke <laughs> for the first time. Um yeah, this was it was very satisfying. It was satisfying to see her um, at the cusp of of what's going to follow um, in that nice setup. And like I said, the best de-aging CGI I feel like I've ever seen um, was accomplished in this a television show. So I was as yeah, as opposed to like Harrison Ford and trying to do that. I just didn't quite click. You you say you don't need a stinger in a show that people are going to watch anyway. But this was the episode. That was the moment that I called my brother and said, are you watching Ahsoka yet? And he said, no, I think we're going to wait till it's all released. And I said, no. People I said, who do that make me crazy. Yeah. Well, he and especially, he, especially we had to throw we had to throw a guy out of SFU about a year or so ago because he got confrontationally violent because we were talking about something that happened on a show that was still on, but three or four episodes prior. And he, he told me to go F myself, like me, the admin, me. And so he, he had somebody who had been with us on the group for several years, but obviously just, I guess that was his short circuit. But yeah, he got himself thrown right the hell out of the group because you don't talk to people like that way. And and our people really don't like spoilers, you know? Yeah. But, but when you refuse to watch a show at all, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm going to wait till it's over. It's it's going to happen to you. And that was part of my fear was this is going to be spoiled on you by next week or possibly by tomorrow. Like this yeah, happened. Right. Please go catch up. Uh, I at least appreciated as much as I hate the time frame. I appreciate that it comes out at the end of the workday. Yes, you can for, watch it for, bad. for right. the United States because at least when like Mando was coming out and all that, I People, had to like scrupulously avoid the internet while i was at work during the day yeah 
Yeah, because you have bozos yeah. would post yeah. like you'll never guess who appears in this episode. It's like, yeah. Well, thanks for the silhouette, ding dong. I know who that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in April and I would always watch it first thing, and I remember a guy. I remember a guy. I I shared an episode of, uh, or I shared an image of. Oh my God, Mando! Blah blah. We're watching Mando right now, and I shared. Uh, a, a visual of Mando flying holding Grogu, which was not a spoiler in any way, shape, or form. And this dude, who I'm clearly not friends with anymore, lost his shit on me. Oh my God, how dare you, you son of a bitch, Barber, Barber. I'm like, I don't, how is that spoilery? He's flying. There's, that was all you saw was Mando flying with Grogu in his arms. You already knew trailer. he had it. Yeah, you, you already knew he yeah, had a jetpack because this was Funko Pop in my living room with the same this thing. Was, like, this was in in season two. It was the episode where Gro, where they visited the rock and Grogu was kidnapped by the dark troopers when they had to fly up to that summit. Not yeah. a spoiler image, but you know, so yeah, some people, um, much like the two people I'm talking about, just you know, a don't know how to communicate like a human being. But B, yes, you're right. Hypersensitivity to spoilers is um, is a dangerous game. Um, but yes, I agree. You know, even uh, Loki, Marvel's Loki, which is airing right now, airs Thursdays at 9 p.m. So it's kind of the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're, you know, it's not too much of an inconvenience to catch it before you go to bed. If you work on first shift, for example, which we all do, um, it's easy to catch that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, yeah. Some people really don't like spoilers and don't know how to deal with their emotions about having something not spoiled for them. So, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it was it was crazy, and then you know what follows in episode five is even crazier. So, but we will we will get you with that next time. Peter, what were your thoughts on uh, on Hey Snips? I don't think that I heard the Hey Snips. I heard the voice and was like, ah. <laughs> so I didn't. I don't think I actually heard him say that because um, okay. I, I I immediately knew what was happening because I I I saw her head because I was like, okay, she's gone. And then it was like, okay, we're in the world between worlds. Then it pans up and you confirm it. It's like, okay, now we're going to see Anakin because this is the only place that he can appear. Right. And so I knew exactly what was happening. So then when I heard a voice, I was like, oh, so I, <laughs> I think I leaned over and I was like, it's the world between worlds. And so I didn't hear that ethereal <laughs> hey snips before I saw his face. So, it was very ghostly. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh... I loved it because... As we have mentioned before, I am unapologetically a prequels fan, so I was very, very excited to see Anakin yeah. Skywalker make a reappearance. Absolutely, um, yeah, the, very similar reaction. I I did hear it the first time, but it was all like I was watching it by myself. It was you know late at night, and it was just like the whole house was quiet, and it just the hay snips, and my jaw just fell like i even kind of like similarly like i'm like this is where this is where we're gonna see him this is this is this is what's happening it's gonna be and it, it just everything just kind of but it fell when, when it actually happened it was just like it kind of felt like the opposite of the merrick theories and stuff it was just yeah. like everything was like hey this is what it could be this is what it could be and then he's like yeah. a cloud of smoke but it was like okay anakin's coming back we're gonna get anakin we're gonna do that so like you see yeah, right. Merrick, like burst into a cloud of smoke and you're like yeah every theory yeah, is well you know what is fine 15 minutes later you're like oh my god it's anakin freaking Skywalker. it's happening it's, it's like, like that remember that uh that dude in the iron man 3 the guy the the, the remote truck guy and, and tony stark walks in the truck and said mom hold on something magical is happening <laughs> that's what this yes. was 
yeah. Max from Happy Endings. If you haven't seen that show, it's yes, yeah, that was good. Um, what is the actor's name? Is it uh, not Adam Brody? What is his? I'm I'm drawing blank. I know that he's been a lot of different stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, fellas, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? No, I think I think this was a, a, a decent uh, a turn uh, for the season. It was kind of okay up to this point, but I think when we hit hay snips, um, we're we're going into uh, what's known uh, in uh, Buckaroo Bonsai circles as maximum overdrive. The <laughs> the, oh, the overdrive oscilla- oscillator has been activated, and uh, here come the uh, Peter. Help me out. Was the dimensions from Alien at Planet Ten or whatever? What the hell was it? Watch a movie a couple weeks ago. Buckaroo Bonsai. I haven't watched yeah. Buckaroo Bonsai, so. I- can't help you there. Oh my God! I'm sensing a Buckaroo Bonsai watch for you and a Battlestar watch for Mark. At least yeah. the mini <laughs> Mark. At least the mini series. It's three hours long. It gives uh, you an idea if you enjoy it or not. You can see it on. Do you, do you have Peacock? Do you have Peacock mm-hmm. in Canada? Uh, yeah, I think we have Peacock in Canada. I don't subscribe to it myself, but I'm sure I'm I can. Telling you, I much like I had you watch the first episode of Lower Decks, which we still need to do a, a a reaction take on that one i would love for you to watch that Battlestar miniseries you will get sucked in peter back me up here he will get absorbed by it because it's that good it's that and good brutal and brutal it is yeah it is it, it touches emotions that aren't fun emotions you know what i mean it's just yeah it's really something it's and very canadian michael hogan you're not going to get much more canadian than that guy tomo Pennicat, very canadian you know it so Excellent. anyway plug 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 Thanks, fellas. This was uh, this was great. Peter, thank you once again for joining us. Tell people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me around at Petrus Aquinas. I'm not terribly active, but you can find me. Uh, you can also find me role-playing over at ELH's YouTube and Twitch channel. I will soon be running a game myself, so we'll see how that goes. But there you go. Peter does awesome work with us. Uh, and Peter, I need to mention, I bumped into the person who runs games at Grand Rapids Comic Con, and they're interested in having you run one or two. Peter ran games for us at, at Grand Con, a tabletop gaming uh, convention uh, for us last month. Uh, as part of the USS Grand Petoskey, which uh, my wife, Airpool, and I run, biggest chapter, uh, one of the biggest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We're based here in West Michigan. I'm also privileged to run Michigan and Eastern Canada. Folks out in Mark's neck of the woods who are trekkers should definitely hit us up uh, at a website of that name. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter slash X at the C3. And I need to get a little bit more serious about threads uh, and about Instagram, which I'm doing a bit more. But I am C3 Carpenter over there. Spell out C3. And you can find me there. I'm doing I usually take pictures of my cats or whatever. You know, I'm not super active, but hey, my cats are cute. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Give me a follow. You, you, you want, you want, you want, uh, you want to, Mark, what about you? You can find me everywhere as the underscore Canardian and especially over in our discord channel. So uh, yes. jump over there. Let us know what you're thinking about uh, star Wars, star Trek, video games, whatever else you're into. There's a channel you for you. Right now, April and I are trying to find a terrible uh, Halloween horror movie to watch for our bad movie segment of which we just published mm-hmm. on our Patreon, our coverage of the movie Cats. And it was it was terrific. Uh, but anyway, thanks, uh, uh, yeah. Say what? Thanks killing. Thanks killing. I yeah. haven't. Uh, oh, Todd, recommend, Todd recommended Troll 2. And of course, I've seen oh, yeah. my, bloody, my Bloody Valentine, which was made right there in your, your, your CBI. But anyway, yeah. uh, not to get too far into the weeds. Friends, thank you for joining us. As always, I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Oh. <gasps>